0: Log Talk radio.
1: This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve
0: tribes scattered abroad. Log Talk Radio.
1: This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days. Darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth.
2: Hoppity, Peter Cottontail These are things that Children learn in schools In churches about Easter But is it Biblical Is this the biblical Easter That the Bible is Talking about, bunnies Eggs, rabbits um, Does this have anything To do with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what we want to find out today. I'm your brother, G'day One, and we're going to be talking about Easter and the true Easter. What is this Easter all about? Is Easter something that's biblical, or it is it something that is is man-made, uh, made up by man to go and appease the people? So, welcome to another edition of Kings and Priests. We um, brother Godalwin here in London in the UK, and also we have joining us. Well, for him it's is the morning in the UK. It's, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. We haven't gone or switched over to the daylight saving time, but uh, we got the brother Abaja who does a show on Friday nights. Repentance is the key, brother Abaja. Say a few words. Here
3: comes Peter Cottontail. <laughs> I want to say to all of the uh, listeners, as well as to the people in the chat room. Oh man, uh, it's good to be on another show to seek edification and out of the scriptures through the repentance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I know yeah. that was heavy in so, but I, I had to get that one in there.
2: <laughs> well, oh, come oh, on, man! Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me. During Easter, you wasn't looking forward to that, that Easter candy. Come on.
3: Man, every year, Easter egg hunts, dying Easter eggs, bunny rabbits, Easter baskets, um, the Easter soup, um, the, once, the one in three times of the year that people would come to church outside of Mother's Day and maybe uh, either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, you know, it's a worldly tradition, you know. Especially for the kids, man. You got little chicks with the sugar-coated marshmallow chicks and the chocolate bunnies and Easter baskets with all kind of stuff in them. You know.
2: So That's I how mean, I that, grew up. that goes right along with the scripture where the scripture speaks about a gift destroyeth the heart. So in the minds of many children, they're led astray by their little lust that they have. They want some candy. You know, they're not the truth. What, the truth. What the truth got to do with this candy right here? <laughs> so know, many, man. chi- many children will let it stray by, you know, little simple songs like Peter Cottontail. I remember that in school. Uh, remember they they had a cartoon, remember? Because that, uh-huh. that song is yeah. from a cartoon that they have showing the Easter Bunny and the Easter Rabbit and all that, putting these different indoctrinating the children into Easter. But you see in that song where it mentioned Christ, Mm, nowhere, <laughs> not not once was there a reference to it. Oh no, no, not at all. So when they're speaking of Easter, you have to look and see how cunningly this this day has been devised and put into the minds of the people. Now I've got a clip I want to play with someone explaining the background of Easter, and we'll go mm-hmm. into it. Rather than us explaining it have someone else explain it, we're going to bring it. Our strong suit is the scriptures. But let's listen to this person. They're going to break down um, some of the history of Easter and where it comes from.
4: We're going to talk about the origin of Easter today. I'm going to start with the month of April. April comes from the Roman month, April, um, named after the Roman goddess Venus with sex and fertility. It's also named after the Greek goddess Aphrodite uh the germans call the month of april easter not after the holiday but after their goddess for sex fertility and rebirth easter Thus, april is easter's month in german easter or april is the the start of spring and rebirth april showers bring may flowers many people believe though it has been disputed that the origin for the word easter comes from the ancient babylonian goddess Ishtar. The ancient Babylonians used to used to worship this goddess during the rebirth of spring, this time of year, uh, though the tradition of celebrating the rebirth has been around for thousands of years, it wasn't until the 8th century that we began to see the word Easter appear, our common word for the time now. The tradition of painting eggs has been around as long as the idea of celebrating the rebirth of spring has been started with the ancient Romans and Persians painting eggs during their celebration. And of course, since we're talking about Easter, we're going to talk about one of the most popular symbols of Easter, the rabbit. The rabbit and the celebration with the rebirth of spring seems to be a perfect correlation considering the rabbit is known for its promiscuity and its fertility. Uh, In the English language, we have many phrases to support this, such as multiply like rabbits, have sex like rabbits. We also have in our culture today playboy bunny and terms like sea bunny, cuddle bunny and sex bunny And we' come to another symbol of Easter as well as another fertility symbol the egg. The egg is believed to be by Christians the representation of the tomb and resurrection of Christ. Coming from the egg's hard shell, and the chick bursting forth from it, representing the resurrection. There's an old tale, an old Christian tale, about how an emperor said the resurrection of Christ was as likely as a red egg. After Christ resurrected, Mary Magdalene carried to the emperor a red egg. That is one theory of how Easter eggs became associated with the holiday. In England, Serbia, Croatia, and Bulgaria, they celebrate Easter with a game called Easter or egg-jarping or egg-dumping. Uh, children play this game. They all have a hard-boiled egg, and the, the object of the game is to break your opponent's egg without breaking your own. The losers get to eat their eggs, and the winner is the one with the last egg standing or uncracked. Um, that would be the origin of Easter.
2: So, uh a lot of stuff in there. I never knew that they that they had a month called the Germans had it they called April Easter. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But you see how it all goes into fertility, into fertility gods. And our first scripture should be what do you think our first scripture should be, Abadjah? <laughs> Thou should have no other gods before me. It's, it's simple. you thought about it like, what was Gadawan thinking? And he's like, the hell with Gadawan thinking. This is what the scriptures I can hear it in your voice. Like, where's the brother going? Well, this is where I'm going. It, let's get it. Let's read it in Exodus, Exodus 20. It's simple. No, Thou it's shall you. have no other gods before me. Because when you're going into Easter... It is the worship of other gods. It's not the worship of the Most High, the God of the Bible. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ. They just took it and they put Christ's name on it and say Easter is about Christ. No, it's not. That's a lie.
0: <clears throat>
2: you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right.
3: Here we go to the book of Exodus, chapter 20. And... Wow, it happens to be the very first commandment. Let me start at twenty one. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage.
2: Thou shalt have no
3: other gods before me.
2: That that's boring. See, that's why you gotta put Easter eggs and that's why they had to amalgamate these different pagan traditions into the church to make it interesting for people. It's not entertaining. You're not gonna get no sex out of out of that. But an Easter bash, you know, bunny rabbit, you know, that's why they have the playboy bunny. Why the bunny? It's a symbol of fertility. It's a symbol of sex. It's an erotic symbol. So, But when you look in the dictionary, what's the first definition that comes up for Easter? Is it what we just heard, that Easter is, is a, a, a spring fertility goddess? Is that the first definition? What do you think the first definition of Easter, when you read it, comes up with what? What do you think it comes probably, up with? Probably Passover. Okay, let's see. Easter. This is from dictionary.com. Uh, it says, Easter, an annual Christian festival in commemoration okay. of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, observed on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox as the easter season the week following easter so that is the first definition of easter now the origin of the word it says before 900 middle english Esther, old english estre um, cognate with german Orsten, or original name of a goddess and her in f- her festival <laughs> Isn't that just what we heard in the explanation? Yep. So that's the original. How now this get mixed up with with the church? So here's another de- uh, definition of um, Easter. Same dictionary.com word or er, origin and history. Easter, calculated according to the tables best in Western churches on the Gregorian calendar, and the Orthodox churches on the Julian calendar. Also called Easter Sunday, the day on which the festival is celebrated. Old English Estre, Northumbrian Ostre, a goddess of fertility and sunrise, whose feast was celebrated at the spe- spring equinox. Ooh. To shine, to shine especially of the dawn. Bede says Anglo-Saxon Christians adopted her name and many of the celebratory practices for their mass of Christ's resurrection ultimately related to East. Almost all neighboring languages use a bearing of Latin Pascha to name this holiday. So it's telling you, this is this, I didn't make this up. Oh, This is the origin of this. That's why they have what? Sunrise worship. Saying, mm-hmm. well, Christ rose on the sunrise. No, he was already gone when they came. He didn't rose when it was a sunrise. He was already gone. So they fitted it in to worship this goddess of fertility and the sun. So here's the here's the cultural definition of Easter. It says, Easter definition, an important religious festival among Christians, it commemorates the resurrection of Jesus after his crucifixion. Easter is celebrated oh. on a Sunday in spring, and the season yep. of Easter, a time of rejoicing, continues for several weeks. The pivotal season of Lent is a time of preparation for Easter. Now I'm going to stop. And I've got another clip. We did a whole show on Lent and Mardi Gras and how that was wicked as hell, how that was going into the worship of Bacchus, uh, another fertility god. Oh, oh, Wine and Yeah. So I'm going to play this about Lent and, and Tammuz. So let's listen to this.
5: Tammuz is present in the Bible as Israel turns away from God and starts weeping for Tammuz. This weeping was an age tradition based on the fact that Tammuz was cut down in his prime and died while hunting at the age of 40. Transition maintained semi Ramas and Tammuz came back to life for six months starting in spring, and there begins the spring letter. In Forty days of Lent and simply derived from the number of days the ancient people mourned for Tammuz, one day for each year of his life.
2: So that's where they get Lent from. And when you when you read in Ezekiel eight and fourteen, it says, Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Mm. So these are real God and goddesses that people went astray worshiping in ancient times. So that's where they get Lent. You don't read about Lent in the scriptures where it says, okay, you're supposed to give up something for Lent. This is all going into the worship of other gods. Verse 15 said, Then he said unto me, Have thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abomination than these. So this wasn't a good thing that was happening. This was an abomination. This was a worship of other gods that the Holy, the Heavenly Father detests. Verse 16, it says, He brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men, with their backs toward the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worshiped the sun towards the east. That's why you have Easter fall on a Sunday. day. They established on that day on purpose. Yep. It's not a purpose. It's, it's, it's not a mistake. And we're going we're gonna to go into that. But I want to continue reading these different definitions that they have for Easter. So one was the, the top definition that they want everyone to think about in their minds that Easter is about Christ. But when you start to look under the carpet, you begin to find what the truth is, the dirt that they want to hide. They don't want you to tell you about this because then what many people aren't going to go to their churches and be indoctrinated into Satanism, because that's what's really happening when you're celebrating an Easter celebration, is Satanism. It doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Christ taught repentance. He didn't tell you to go around and tell your children to um, have an Easter egg hunt, for us to repent of our sins. But that ain't going to make your Easter gay, is it? <laughs> Yeah, I'll be very happy about man. I you know I gotta clean myself up. I gotta stop lying. You know I gotta stop uh, mistreating my wife or mistreating my husband. You know I have to teach my children. who want to teach you little suckers? Man, just put them in front of the TV and watch, let them watch Peter Cottontail, and that you know give them instruction. No, you're supposed to teach your children. Spend time with your children. Many people don't want to do it. Easter, it says eastern bible dictionary Easter definition originally a saxon word Ostre, denoting a goddess
1: of the saxon about the time of this is the body of christ church and you are listening to our program kings and priests where we teach repentance to the 12 tribes scattered abroad
6: blog talk radio
1: on the foundations of the earth.
2: Peter Cottontail These are things that Children learn in schools In churches about Easter But is it biblical? Is this the biblical Easter That the Bible is talking about? Bunnies Eggs Rabbits um, Does it have anything To do with with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what we want to find out today. I'm your brother, Die One, and we're going to be talking about Easter and the true Easter. What is this Easter all about? Is Easter something that's biblical, or it is it something that is man-made, uh, made up by man to go and appease the people? So, welcome to another edition of Kings and Priests be um, brother, Godawan, here in London, in the U.K., and also we have joining us, well, for him, it's, it's the morning in the U.K. It's, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We haven't gone switched over to the daylight saving time, but uh, we got the brother, Abaja who does a show on Friday nights. Repentance is the key. Brother Abaja. say a few words. Here
0: comes Peter
3: Huzzantale. <laughs> Well, thank you long to all of the uh, listeners. Uh you to the people in the chat room. Oh, man. Uh, it's good to be on another show to seek edification and, out of the scriptures, through repentance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I know, well, you know that was so, but I, I had to get that one in
2: there. <laughs> well, come on, Girl. man. Girl. Don't tell me. During Easter, you wasn't looking forward to that that Easter candy. Come on,
3: man. Every year, Easter egg hunts, dying Easter eggs, bunny rabbits, Easter baskets um the Easter suit um, the once the one in three times of the year that people would come to church outside of Mother's Day and maybe uh either Thanksgiving or christmas um, you know it's this worldly tradition, you know. Especially for the kids, man. You got these little chicks, the sugar-coated marshmallow chicks, and the chocolate bunnies, and Easter baskets with all kind of stuff in them. You know.
2: So That's I mean, how that, I grew up. that goes right along with the scripture, where the scripture speaks about a gift destroyeth the heart. So in the minds of many children, they're led astray by their little lust that they have. They want some candy. You know, they're not the truth. Well, the truth. What the truth got to do with this candy right here? So I many, chi- many children will let it stray by, you know, little simple songs like Peter Cottontail. I remember that in school. Uh, remember, they, they had a cartoon. Remember? Because that, uh-huh. that song yeah. is from a cartoon that they had showing the Easter Bunny and the Easter Rabbit and all that, putting these different, indoctrinating the children into Easter. But you see, in that song, where it mentioned Christ. Mm, nowhere, <laughs> not not once was there a reference to it. Oh no, no, not at all. So when they're speaking of Easter, you have to look and see how cunningly this this day has been devised and put into the minds of the people. Now I've got a clip I want to play with someone explaining the background of Easter, and we'll go mm-hmm. into it. Rather than us explaining it have someone else explain it, we're going to bring it. Our strong suit is the Scriptures. But let's listen to this person. They're going to break down um, some of the history of Easter and where it comes from.
4: We're going to talk about the origin of Easter today. I'm going to start with the month of April. April comes from the Roman month, April, um, named after the Roman goddess, Venus, with sex and fertility. It's also named after the Greek goddess Aphrodite. Uh, Germans call the month of April Easter, not after the holiday, but after their goddess for sex, fertility, and rebirth. Easter. Thus, April is Easter's month in German. Easter or April is the the start of spring and rebirth. April showers bring May flowers. Many people believe, though it has been disputed, that the origin for the word Easter comes from the ancient Babylonian goddess Ishtar. The ancient Babylonians used to, used to worship this goddess during the rebirth of spring, this time of year. Uh, though the tradition of celebrating the rebirth has been around for thousands of years, it wasn't until the 8th century that we began to see the word Easter appear, our common word for the time now. The tradition of painting eggs has been around as long as the idea of celebrating the rebirth of spring has been. It started with the ancient Romans and Persians painting eggs during their celebration. And of course, since we're talking about Easter, we're going to talk about one of the most popular symbols of Easter, the rabbit. The rabbit and the celebration with the rebirth of spring seems to be a perfect correlation considering the rabbit is known for its promiscuity and its fertility. Uh, the, in the English language, we have many phrases to support this, such as multiply like rabbit, have sex like rabbit. We also have in our culture today the playboy bunny, and terms like sea bunny, cuddle bunny, and sex bunny. And we'll come to another symbol of Easter, as well as another fertility symbol, the egg. The egg is believed to be by Christians, the representation of the tomb and resurrection of Christ stemming from the egg's hard shell and the chick bursting forth from it, representing the resurrection. There's an old tale, an old Christian tale, about how an emperor said the resurrection of Christ was as likely as a red egg. After Christ resurrected, Mary Magdalene carried to the emperor a red egg. That is one theory of how Easter eggs became... Associated with the holiday. In England, Serbia, Croatia, and Bulgaria, they celebrate Easter with a game called Easter, or egg jarping or egg dumping. Uh, children play this game. They all have a hard-boiled egg, and the the object of the game is to break your opponent's egg without breaking your own. The losers get to eat their eggs, and the winner is the one with the last egg standing or uncracked.
2: Um, that would be the origin of Easter. So, uh a lot of stuff in there. I never knew that they that they had a month called the Germans had it, they called April Easter. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you see how it all goes into fertility, into fertility gods. And our first scripture should be, what do you think our first scripture should be, Abadjah?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thou should have no other gods before me. It's, it's simple. You thought about it like, what was Godawun thinking? And he's like, the hell with Godawun thinking. This is what the scripture is? I can hear it in your voice. like, where's the brother going? Well, this is where I'm going. It, let's get it. Let's read it in Exodus, Exodus 20. It's simple. Oh, Thou sure. should have no other gods before me. Because when you're going into Easter, it is the worship of other gods. It's not the worship of the Most High, the God of the Bible. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus Christ. They just took it and they put Christ's name on it and say Easter is about Christ. No, it's not. That's a lie. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right.
3: Here we go to the book of Exodus, chapter twenty. And, wow, it happens to be the very first commandment. Let me start at 21. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of
2: bondage. Thou shalt have no
3: other gods before me.
2: Now, that's boring. See, that's why you got to put Easter eggs and That's why they had to amalgamate these different pagan traditions into the church to make it interesting for people. It's not entertaining. You're not going to get no sex out of it out of that, but an Easter bash, you know, bunny rabbit, you know, that's why they have the playboy bunny. Why the bunny? It's a symbol of fertility. It's a symbol of sex. It's a erotic symbol. So, but when you look in the dictionary, what's the first definition that comes up for Easter? Is it what we just heard, that Easter is is a, a, a spring fertility goddess? Is that the first definition? What do you think the first definition of Easter, when you read it, comes up with what? What do you think it comes probably, up with? probably Passover. Okay, let's see. Easter, this is from dictionary.com. Uh, it says, Easter, an annual Christian festival in commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, observed on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox as the Easter season, the week following Easter. So that is the first definition of Easter. Now the origin of the word it says before nine hundred Middle English Esther. Old English estre um, cognate with German Orsten, or original name of a goddess and her in her festival. <laughs> Isn't that just what we heard in the explanation? Yep. So that's the original. How now? this get mixed up with with the church? So here's another de- uh, definition of um, Easter. same dictionary.com word, or er, origin, and history. Easter, calculated according to the tables best in Western churches on the Gregorian calendar and the Orthodox churches on the Julian calendar, also called Easter Sunday, the day on which the festival is celebrated. Old English Estre, Northumbrian Ostre, a goddess of fertility and sunrise, whose feast was celebrated at the spe- spring equinox. Ooh. To shine, to shine especially of the dawn. Bede says Anglo-Saxon Christians adopted her name and many of the celebratory practices for their mass of Christ's resurrection ultimately related to East. Almost all neighboring languages use a bearing of Latin Pascha to name this holiday. So it's telling you, this is this, I didn't make this up. Oh, This is the origin of this. That's why they have what? Sunrise worship. Saying, mm-hmm. well, Christ rose on the sunrise. No, he was already gone when they came. He didn't rose when it was a sunrise. He was already gone. So they fitted it in to worship this goddess of fertility and the sun. So here's the here's the cultural definition of Easter. It says, Easter definition, an important religious festival among Christians, it commemorates the resurrection of Jesus after his crucifixion. Easter is celebrated on a Sunday in spring, and the season yep. of Easter, a time of rejoicing, continues for several weeks. The pivotal season of Lent is a time of preparation for Easter. Now I'm going to stop. And I've got another clip. Because we did a whole show on Lent and Mardi Gras and how uh-huh. that was wicked as hell, how that was going into the worship of Bacchus, uh, another fertility god. Oh, and revelry. Yeah. So I'm going to play this about Lent and, and Tammuz. So let's listen to this. <laughs>
5: Tammuz is present in the Bible as Israel turns away from God and starts weeping for Tammuz. This weeping was an age tradition based on the fact that Tammuz was cut down in his prime and died while hunting at the age of 14. In transition maintained semi ramas and tammuz came back to life for six months starting in spring, and there begins the spring the Forty days of Lent simply derived from the number of days the ancient people mourned for Tammuz one day for each year of his life.
2: So that's where they get lit from. And when you when you read in Ezekiel eight and fourteen, it says, Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Mm. So these are real God and goddesses that people went astray worshiping in ancient times. So that's where they get Lent. You don't read about Lent in the scriptures where it says, okay, you're supposed to give up something for Lent. This is all going into the worship of other gods verse 15 said then he said unto me have thou seen this O son of man turn thee yet again and thou shalt see greater abomination than these so this wasn't a good thing that was happening this was an abomination this was a worship of other gods that the holy the heavenly father detests verse 16 it says he brought me into the inner court of the lord's house and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men, with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they worshiped the sun towards the east. That's why you have Easter fall on a sun day. They established on that day on purpose. Yep. It's not a It's not a, it's not a mistake. And we're going we're gonna to go into that. But I want to continue reading these different definitions that they have for Easter. So one was the, the top definition that they want everyone to think about in their minds that Easter is about Christ. But when you start oh. to look under the carpet, you begin to find what the truth is, the dirt that they want to hide. They don't want you to tell you about this because then what many people aren't going to go to, their churches and be indoctrinated into satanism because that's what's really happening when you're celebrating an easter celebration is satanism it doesn't have anything to do with christ christ taught repentance he didn't tell you to go around tell your children to um have an easter egg hunt for us to repent of our sins but that ain't going to make your easter gay is it (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna be very happy about man, I you know, I gotta clean myself up, I gotta stop lying, you know, I gotta stop uh mistreating my wife or mistreating my husband. You know, I'm not to teach my children. Ooh, who are gonna teach you little suckers? Man, just put them in front of the T V and watch let them watch Peter Cottontail and that you know, give them instruction. No, you're supposed to teach your children. Spend time with your children. Many people don't wanna do it. Easter it says Eastern Bible Dictionary. Easter definition. Originally a Saxon word, Ostre, denoting a goddess of the Saxons in honor of whom sacrifices were offered about the time of Passover. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yes. If the name came to be given to the festival of the resurrection of Christ. Did you hear that? Wow. Took Easter and gave it for the name, for the festival of the resurrection of Christ. So they brought all these different practices and rituals that they would do on the worship of the goddess of Easter into the resurrection of Christ, but it doesn't have anything to do with Christ, which occurred at the time of the Passover. Because, interestingly enough, this is when Christ died, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Christ died on the Passover, and it would make sense for him to die on the Passover because he was the Lamb of God that was sacrificed for the sins of Israel, right or wrong. In the early English versions, this word was frequently used as a translation of the Greek
5: "Pashka,"
2: the Passover. When the authorized version 1611 was formed, the word Passover was used in all passages in which this word Passover occurred, except in Acts 12 and 4, in the revised version, the proper word Passover is always used. So it's only mentioned one time. Easter is only mentioned one time as a literal, uh, as a transliteration, which means what they did because this was the feast that they kept. Instead of putting Passover in, they put in Easter. And it's not something that's dubious. Or evil or wicked, they've done this many times in the scriptures. For example, instead of putting the biblical name Cush, they would put Ethiopia, because that's what was named at the time. But if you look in the Hebrew, you would see that it would say Cush or Hawash or Cush. That was the name instead of Ethiopia. But Ethiopia is Cush, <laughs> so right. so it is the Passover that we're supposed to be keeping. And just to point that out after reading all of that, let's go yeah. to 1 Corinthians 5 and 7.
3: Yeah, because a lot of people who don't have a big hang-up on that, not understanding why says mm-hmm. intending after Easter to let him go. But that's actually in the uh, in the Gospels or whatever. But um, I think, yeah, I, I, I got that. I
2: I'll, I'll go back to that next twelve years. I think and go to every uh just yes, re- Corinthians five and seven and we'll go back and um explain right. that just brought that point out. But I want to show everyone excuse me, I got a code. Everyone that um is Passover that we're supposed to be keeping and Christ is synonymous or on the same wavelength as Passover because Christ was the Passover lamb. He was that sacrifice, the lamb, that was sacrificed for the Israelites. Read on. Here it is, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Purge
3: out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is
2: sacrificed for us. Our Easter is sacrificed for us? Our Passover is sacrificed for us. Right. So Christ is our Passover. So that's what we're supposed to observe, the Passover. Now, one of the Passover rituals was that what? You had to eat unleavened bread for seven days. But what Paul is explaining is that what? We have to purge out the old leaven that's in us, which was that wickedness, that malice, and wickedness. That's what we have to get out of us instead of getting, instead of uh, following the Levitical uh, precepts as far as getting the leaven out of your house. And I know many Israelites are still doing that today. It's yep. something that we used to do when we didn't understand that what? If Christ is my Passover, why am I trying to get old breadcrumbs out of my house when, you know, he's instructing me to get the malice and wickedness out of me? Why? Can I read
3: this Sure. This is, I'm going to read seven, verses 7 and 8 together. Go ahead. It says, "Per." Purge up, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new monk, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Verse 8.
0: Therefore,
3: let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, but
2: with the leaven. What feast is let's, it talking about?
0: Let's let's the feast. Passover.
2: Let's keep the feast. Easter?
3: <laughs> it says Easter? Passover in the previous verse.
2: Okay. So here we go.
3: Verse 8, therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread
2: of sincerity
3: and truth. Now, how plain is that?
2: That's plain. And also Passover is called the feast of unleavened bread. So mm-hmm. what is the what leaven are we supposed to be getting out now is what? That malice and wickedness. So the Passover is very relevant. So why do they have Easter in people's minds today it's a deception it's a satanic deception now what I want us to to look at is when did Christ die when did they say he died when do they say oh, he died? On,
3: on, they said he died on Good Friday
2: okay Good Friday coincidence quinky-dink I think not. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the definition for Friday. It says Friday. This is also dictionary.com. I'm not, you know, pulling this out of the nether regions of my behind. You know, this is actual fact. You can look it up for yourself. Friday. It says the sixth day of the week following Thursday. Origin. Before 1,000, Middle Middle English, Old English, Freak Day, or Friar's Day. So, let's look up Friar. Who is Friar?
3: Hmm.
2: Is that Friar Friar Pan or who is this Friar? So, let's look up. Who? (laughs) Who is this? Who is this Friar? Friar. Scandinavian mythology, the goddess of love and fertility. So, once again, we're back to Fertility is back to those fertility rites, all of going all the way back to those different goddesses of fertility. That's what Easter was, right? Mm-hmm. So, think it's the a mistake they put it on Friday? No, no, not at all. And so, when did when did they say that Christ rose? <laughs> on Easter Sunday. Sunday. So, I mean, that's. That self-explainer is Sunday, day of the sun, diassolos. So Mm -hmm. my question is, from Friday to Sunday morning, Friday evening, because that's when they say Christ is supposed to die, Friday evening, right? Mm Mm-hmm. To Sunday morning, can you get three days and three nights? Yes or no? No,
3: mathematically impossible.
2: So if you're going to church, you got some questions to ask your pastor, don't you? Uh huh. But let's read this, brother. Let's get get Matthew twelve and forty. Yeah, and I and also did that when I put the
3: uh, scripture up in the chat room from the book of Leviticus, the twenty third chapter, verses five and six, showing that the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were uh, they coincided. You know, if that refers to one, you know, one and the same. Right. Absolutely. Uh, actually, the Feast of Eleven Bread was actually a part of Passover. So, um see the book of Matthew?
2: Mm-hmm. Matthew
3: 12 and 40. All right. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. Says, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so mm-hmm. shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth.
2: Three days and three nights. So I've I've read some some people's explanations. Well, maybe it was because you know three days and three nights. The time was different then, and so okay, you want to say that okay? Because like, if if you go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's three, now. isn't it? Hold
3: on up. Like like the, dark, the I'm I'm about, I was about to say like the damn sun just started changing the way it rose and set over the years. <laughs> hey,
2: but well, oh, they've changed no, times no. and laws, the daylight saving times. Oh, that's yeah. what people try to rationalize. It's three it's three days, right? So, Friday, Saturday, so. that's three, right? Oh you can't oh. that's But yeah. let's let's look at John eleven and nine. So okay, if there was difference in times then, then there must be an explanation of how the time was running then. So yeah. let's see. There there is.
3: Okay, here we go, Book of Saint John chapter eleven verse nine, mm-hmm. and it says let me show, okay, hold on I mean I mean, hold on a second uh-huh. here we go, John, chapter eleven verse nine, and it reads, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of the of this world.'"
2: So if there's 12 hours in the day, how many hours are there in the night? An additional 12. Right. So during that time, there was 12 hours a day, 12 hours of night. So from Friday evening to Sunday morning, can you get 24 hours, three cycles of 24 hours? No. So once again, church-going folks have been lied to. But you know what people swallow that hook line and sinker. They won't do any investigation of their own because it's going to upset the apple cart. Mhm. It's going to upset their Easter Sunday, their Easter fest- uh, festivities, you know. Some people they, you know, they've picked out their Easter dress. They look their best, their Easter suit. They already know where they're going for their outing on that Easter like you said there's many times you know the only time when sometimes families get together is on the Easter Sunday Easter dinner mm-hmm. but that's not it doesn't have anything to do with Christ and I can remember you know a story I'm speaking to this is years and years ago over 10 years ago I was speaking to my um sister-in-law and We're talking about Christ. We're talking about the Bible. She's supposed to be in the Bible. So I'm like, okay, Uh you're in the Bible? We're going to see. You know? So we're talking about Easter. So I'm just going, hitting all the scriptures. Bam, bam, point after point. Same points we're doing on this show. Bam, bam, bam. And I was like, it says this, it says that, this. And it's like, her conclusion was this. This was her conclusion. And it was a true conclusion. Is that, well, I guess I'm not serving the Jesus of the Bible. That was her conclusion. Wow. And that was fine with her. Yeah, it was fine with her. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I need to change or repent. You know, I need to find some more information about this. It was like, well, I guess I'm not serving the Jesus of the Bible. And it's true. People are serving another Jesus. They're not serving the Jesus Christ that the Scriptures is talking about. They're serving uh Satan, by proxy, and what I mean is Satan has transformed himself into a counterfeit Jesus, a more festive uh more festive outgoing showy, flamboyant, and Christ was never like that he He made himself of no reputation. Christ taught repentance was mean you had to look in the mirror, and do people want to do that? Let's look at um, Isaiah 30, one of my favorite scriptures. Don't want to look at yourself and say, I've got doo-doo on my face, and it stinks. I mean, how can you miss it? But many people, that's why we look at people like, you looking at us like we're crazy. We're trying to tell you, you you got doo-doo on your face. No, I don't. How could you say something like that? You're like, like Don't you see that? It stinks. It it stinks. I'm going to give you some soap and water to clean. No, I don't want that soap and water. You keep that soap and water. What's it going to do for me? You know, people are crazy like that. Well, most people have been deceived from a very young age, but you can turn it around if you're really seeking to serve the Lord and seeking to do what's right according to the scriptures. So read that bro.
3: Okay. Isaiah chapter thirty and uh, which verse do you
2: want to read
3: on that again? No. Nah. Okay. Isaiah thirty and nine. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the God excuse me, the law of the
2: Lord. Right. So this is this is the nature of the church. <laughs> Mm -hmm. This is the nature of, remember, the Israelites had the laws, they were taught the laws every Sunday. This is why Christ had to have mercy on us, because from from a young age, were you taught the laws that you wasn't supposed to keep Easter, you wasn't supposed to have any other gods before you, and what those gods were in the world? No, we were
3: indoctrinated and ingrained in those things.
2: Because if they would have told you, you wouldn't be celebrating Easter, because Easter is another god, isn't it? Exactly, and I know a lot of people isn't gonna. A lot of people aren't gonna to listen to the show, and the way I've titled it because they don't want it to mess with their Easter, and it just shows the rebellion that we have against the Heavenly Father and His Anointed Christ because we don't want to hear what Christ has to say. We want to have a good time. That's what human beings want to do. They want to have a good time. They don't want to be told that they what they're doing is wrong. That's why nope. ask, you ain't doing nothing wrong. You just have a girl. you going to like this. Go ahead, read.
3: It says, this is 39, that this mm-hmm. is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, mm-hmm. which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth
2: things, prophesy deceit. Here come Peter Cottontail. hopping down the bunny trail. It's gonna make your Easter no, you easily. You gotta
3: sing it right out.
2: Okay. You
3: gotta hear Peter
6: Cottontail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hoppy,
2: <laughs> hippity hoppity Easter's on his way. It's on his way. It's all paganism. And most people I mean, I didn't I didn't hear that word until I came to the truth. Pagan? What the hell is a pagan? What? What's that? But most people are learning because television, the internet, you know, people I've spoken to, they say, yeah, I know Christmas is pagan, but what about Easter? Easter is just as pagan as Christmas. If not more. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if not more. Well, we did shows on on Easter and Lent on Darkness to Light, and you had the brother Rai and Kadar and myself. Kadar, <laughs> he's a confessed Mardi Gras, ex-Mardi Gras gore. So he was bringing out the things about Mardi Gras. But, you know, he's Thank also a man of the Lord, and he was showing how all of these things are tied in together. They're all linked Together mm-hmm. from Christmas to Lent to Easter, they're all linked to together to the worship of these other gods. But we uh, they, a, Yeah. We forgot to throw a carnival
3: in there too because you had the carnival season and all the things that go on with that as well. Some of those being tied into that whole thing of Lent and Mardi Gras and others going to, you know, again just going to so uh, dealing with the other gods of, you know, of Bacchus
2: and you know, revelry and lasciviousness and things of that nature. Yeah. Can't forget carnival. No, no, definitely not. So people that have been out there shaking their booties and doing only the most high knows what and only the most high, you know, we don't even, we're not even going d- to discuss the, the base things that people have been doing. But people want to be lied to. That's what Isaiah 30 is saying. People want to be lied to. They don't want to be told the truth or the right things. The right things is the word of the Lord. It said they will not hear the word, hear the law of the Lord. Prophesy not unto us right things. So what would a right thing be? Not to have other gods before you and not to celebrate Easter, but to eat the Passover. Huh? That's not relevant in these days and times. I mean, because
3: just speaking from, you know, from our own experience, you know, coming of age and starting to read the Bible for myself and learning these things, yeah, we, I mean, it was, honestly, it was something like, okay, so what? It's pagan. Who gives a damn? You know, this is what we're doing now, you know, it's in it's for the kids or, you know, this is how Jesus wants us to celebrate it now and, you know, or this is what we do and we follow. Yes, we know that it, it has pagan origins, but we've cleaned it up. And, you know, if this is for the, the celebration of Jesus's, Resurrection and the the gift of life that he's given us, and that's how they
6: paint this dog's own thing. And we
3: suck it up rather than you know truly looking at it for what it is. So I I was one person who actually believed that you know at one point Where It was like okay yeah we know it's taken, but it's has it's got Jesus' name on there now, so it's cleaned, cleaned up.
2: up. It's been. Hmm. Mm. You know what oh, yeah. we should do. You know what we should do next year, uh, Abaja? Is we should write to different churches in our local area and send them a flyer on Easter and see who's going to respond and come on the show. That's what we should do for next uh, for Easter and explain Easter after they've seen and heard everything, because some people don't. Some people just don't know. Some people Some do people know, know, and they they stay, you know, they're willing, they're they're rebellious. Because once you know the truth, and you say, well, it's pagan, but I'm going to do this and try to justify it. Now, yeah. now, you you you're sinning willfully, <laughs> and you're going to get the judgment of the Most High. But people, people are, go ahead.
3: No, I, I not to interrupt you, but the, the part of that is that having to change from something that you've known and been taught all of your life, that causes you to question for a lot of people, you know, and even for us. It causes you to question everything that you've ever believed in and taught. And for most people, they can't handle that, which is why they're more willing to hold on to a lie than to search out the truth for themselves. And, I mean, for a matter of just read the scriptures for what it says, and it's like, okay, you know what, this is what the Bible says. I'm not going to follow this other stuff, which I was taught to be true, even though what I'm reading in the scriptures is is clearly contrary to that, mm-hmm. but claim to believe in the Bible
2: and be Christians and followers of Christ, right. I mean, when I first learned about these things, it wasn't that it wasn't that difficult to believe it was the application and then dealing with family and friends, oh, you're not gonna do this, do that, and then explain it, but to say, um man. I'm going to hold on to it? No. (laughs) Like, this is what the Bible says? Oh, well. (laughs) You're gone. Christmas, gone. Uh Easter, gone. You know, I'm going to keep the Passover. Christ is up. My Passover? He was sacrificed? That's a, man, that's that's what's right. You know, it was a breath of fresh air. Not, oh, man. But most people see it like that because they don't want to. It's something something that they're lusting after that they want to hold on to. You may lose family or friends. Family or friends may ostracize you, but do you really love Christ and love the right thing? Because Christ is about teaching the right thing. Now, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back. So stay tuned.
6: Here comes Peter, cotton hopping down. Bunny thrill, and Easter's on
7: its way. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe. Take the challenge to see, are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.? The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom.
2: Welcome back to Kings and Priests. We'll be talking about Easter and a true Easter, which is Passover, because the Easter that they're talking about is pagan. The Easter that you're keeping on Sunday is going into pagan worship. It's not going into the worship of Jesus Christ. I got some crazy Easter music playing. I'm going to turn that off. Don't want to hear that anymore. I mean, they've got some crazy different Easter songs, and, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Christ died, and he rose again, but what does that have to do with an egg? Absolutely nothing at all. What does that have to do with a darned egg? And I've got a clip going into the whole egg origin and where it comes from. It comes out of the Babylonian mystery religions. Um, but when you're dealing with the scriptures, it's just, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's in Exodus 20. Isaiah 8 and 20, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So many churches are filled with darkness when they're dealing with these Easter celebrations. If they're dealing with Easter celebrations, then what other deviltry or Satanism is in the churches and before i play this clip i was watching um this documentary and it was dealing with demonology and Mm -hmm. was like um it was like showing the different um books of demonology and like how these people who was dealing with demons and spirit they drew different um, images of the demons that they saw right Mm -hmm. Right. And so this man was explaining like many people are going to these old churches in Europe, in Eastern Europe, Western Europe, so forth and so on, and the murals in the paintings is of these same demons that they have in these books of demonology. Wow. So the the bishops, the monks, the, the friars, whoever you want to call it, this is what they were dealing with. And he was going to even explaining how the rope that they tied around them was the different, um, you know, the string that they would draw in a different ceremony when they would conjure up these different demons. They would make the different pinnacle and different circles for protection that these mm-hmm. demons sometime would linger around, and they would um, tie the rope around them. For extra protection, so a lot of these things that's going on in the churches is highly satanic. Pagan is just a nice, niceed up word that people. Oh, it's pagan. When you say Satan, boom, we Satan. What you mean Satan, hold on. Yeah, exactly. When you say pagan, it's like oh, it's not that bad. It's you know, it's about earth and animals and herbs. You know, you know who doesn't like the herbs. You know, that's what, that's what people are thinking. Like I'm about to give me some herb right now. You know, that's what people are thinking. Pagan is nothing harmful in it, but it's very harmful. You know, let's listen to this clip. Easter egg, origin of Easter egg. Let's hear it.
5: Legend has it that when Simi died, she was too beautiful to go to heaven and was returned to earth in an enormous egg, which crashed and opened on the river Euphrates, revealing the naked fertility goddess whose first act was to change a bird into an egg laying red. The rabbit and the egg were then adopted by the pagan religions as a symbol of fertility. Here is Ishtar's egg with the symbol of the crescent moon upon it. The story of the red egg is even more disturbing as it stems from a pagan tradition of sacrificing a baby in the time of Easter, dipping an egg in the blood and presenting it to the respective fertility goddess. The baby was three months old as It had been conceived 12 months earlier at the previous Easter as a priest that had sex with a virgin. Uh, this was an ancient fertility ritual. So, wow.
2: So, there goes a the theory about the red egg. So, the Christians took that and completely flipped it. You heard the mythology that the woman said about the red egg, that... um said if christ was uh rose on the third day, then um he would eat a red egg or something like that, and then Mary Magdalene brought him a red egg oh, But the, hips, the the red egg was dipped in the blood of babies that were sacrificed, so it's all going into Satanism, they say paganism, but who's behind the paganism is Satan, so this is all Babylonian. Uh, religions that all nations have copied for themselves. Now, I want us to go to Psalms, Psalms ninety-six and five, and read that, because all these, all the different nations, they have some um, form of variation of a fertility goddess that's worshiped in the spring. Mm-hmm. Semiramis was the first one. Then it moved to Ishtar. Then it went to Ashtaroth. Then it went to Easter. Then it went to, um Diana. Mm-hmm. Aphrodite. That's the Greek or, or and Roman. Now you have Easter, which is the don't. Saxons or, you know, the Vikings or whoever. That's what now. Don't forget the Queen of Huh? Yeah. Don't forget the Queen of
3: Heaven. I've been holding that scripture. Been holding it.
2: <laughs> let's let's lives. read this one And then we'll read that one Read Psalms 96 okay. and 5
3: Psalms 96 and 5 For all of the gods of the nations Are idols
2: But the Lord
3: made the heavens
2: Yeah it says For all the gods of the nations Are idols but the Lord made the heavens So all these different gods That people have They're all Going into idolatry So whether you call it Easter, whether you call it Ashtarok, whether you call it Ishtar, these are all the gods of the other nations, and they all it's all going they're all very similar and the same because they're coming from the same source from the Babylonian mystery religions. But what do we have to know? We have to know the scriptures, and what the scripture says, "Thou shalt have no other gods before me. who are we supposed to worship? We're supposed to worship." the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob only. That's it. And we give thanks and praise to the Most High through his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. So why do these people got all these different variations of gods and different rituals and ceremonies? That's not in the scriptures because it is paganistic, which is a code word for Satanism. You can't nice it up. You can't nice up disobedience to the Heavenly Father. So what was supposed to be done with these other gods? We were supposed to make nice with them? We were supposed to go along, well, that's just a dozen. Oh, no. Those are the gods of nations the worship. That's what the God they worship. Don't mind. It's okay. It's all right. What were we supposed to do when we saw these things? Get Deuteronomy 12 and 2. Ooh, we won't go there. What was supposed to happen? It was just going to be okay, all right? What was supposed to happen?
3: Okay. You want twelve and uh, where you want to start at? Twelve and two. Okay. Here we go. You know only twelve and two. Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve
2: their gods, upon the high mountains and upon the hills and under every green tree. So what is this describing? This is describing when the Israelites were coming to the land of Canaan which is Israel, that they will find all the places where the nations serve their gods. And what were they supposed to do? Destroy them. So the Lord is not fond of us worshiping other gods. And you keep an Easter. is has nothing to do with Christ. Let me reiterate and state that again. It has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You have to really question what does a bunny rabbit have to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, biblically and scripturally? Nothing at all. Nothing at be. all. It is a pagan tradition and custom that they put into the church so they can get the pagans into the church. Instead of telling the pagans, look, you better repent or perish, like it says in Luke 13, repent or perish. they say, okay, well, we'll just, let, we'll just let them do what they want to do. How is that repentance?
3: Mm. Like That's like saying, okay, this dude is a pedophile or he's a freaking whoremonger. Oh, I'm sorry. They already he's been in a lot of churches anyway. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, you know, unrepentant. Not coming to seek repentance, but to remain in the works of the flesh, not to repent from them. Hmm. And then, and then, and then, when a holler, you can't judge. You can't judge. Listen, the Bible says what it says. How is that judging? If I'm telling you what the rules state and what the rules say, and how we're supposed to follow the rules, how am I condemning you or judging you?
2: You're not. It's not judgment. I'm stating you. the facts. But that's that's what people don't want to hear. The law of the Lord. Remember. Tell us, smooth things, prophesy deceits. Everything gonna be all okay. You can worship what you want to worship. God is still gonna love you. You can be gay, homosexual, lesbian. Try buy, try before you buy. All these kind of things. God still gonna love you. God still love you. You know, you could be pedophile, sleep with boys, girls, whoever. God still gonna love you. Even all that. Just say, I, I believe in Jesus, and I- I'll keep on being a hormone God's still gonna. That's not true. And my good is going to outweigh my bad. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> Get Psalms 50 and 5 on that point. And then I want to read, I um, want you to, matter of fact, read verse 3. You know okay. You know I mean, three. Then we we'll go to Psalms 50 and 5. All uh,
3: right. You know what I mean, 12
2: and 3. And you shall overthrow
3: their altars and break their pillars and burn their groves with fire. And you shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place.
2: He said even to destroy the names out of that place. So it wasn't supposed to be mentioned anymore. So get the names out of here, the groves, the images of their God, and destroy the names. But as we see, through cunning, deceit, and wickedness of Satan, people being deceived and tricked and being deceived by their own li- on their own lust, these names have endured over time. That's why you have Easter and you're associated with Christ, well, you can look at any dictionary and see that Easter is a Christian festival whose origin originated from the worship of the fertility goddess. So it doesn't have anything to do with Christ. They adopted it, and they took the practices, and they put Christ's name on it. But Christ doesn't have anything to do with it. So people really have to question their churches, their ministers, their pastors. Like, are you going according to the scriptures or you going according to tradition? Now, get um, Psalms 50 and 5 because you can't do whatever you want to do. Because people have this saying, God hates the sin. He don't hate the sinner. So if you keep committing cool. sin, why does, it says in Psalms, why does it say in the Psalms, that? I mean, in Romans, the wages of sin is death? So if you keep committing sins, you're going to die. You're going to pay for that. Why would it say that then? So read that, Psalms 50 and 5. Does God just uh, need and not the sinner?
3: Psalms 50 and 5. You should have to write when it says, uh, Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice.
2: Sorry, it's a different one.
3: Hold on, give me a second here.
2: It's a different one.
3: I kind of I am kinda of in the in the well I'll find it. Okay. All workers of iniquity.
2: All workers of iniquity? Yeah.
0: Give me
2: a second, yeah. I'm going to get it before you. Psalms 5 and 5. Yeah. Not 50 and okay. 5. All right. The book of Psalms, chapter
3: 5, verse 5. Actually, let me start at verse 4. Okay. It says, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness. Neither mm-hmm. shall evil dwell with thee. Mm. Let me read that again. It says, For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. Verse 5. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity.
2: Right. So if you commit sin, God hates you. That's why he has a judgment for all those that break his commandments. That's why Christ came so that you have an out a get out of jail free card. It wasn't a, it wasn't a get out of jail free. It was a get your behind off death row. We were like mm-hmm. get out of jail free. No. It was a get off death row because we all deserve death. But Christ died instead of us. He was a scapegoat. And you read about the scapegoat in the scriptures because the scapegoat was a sacrifice. So it took the blame instead of you for your crimes. Now I see we got a we got a caller Andrew 82 848. So let's see what um, this person has to say or they have a question or comment.
6: Hey, Pink Vegas, rolling up. All right, there,
2: Andrew. <laughs> okay, I guess they had, they had nothing to say.
3: He did have something to say.
2: <laughs> Boy. <laughs> And I'm gonna use my classic scripture: "The righteous is bold as a lion, but the wicked fleeth when no man pursueth." So I guess that I guess that made his day to to call to call up our show and to hoot and holler. So, but what we're talking about is Easter, Easter, and the true Easter, because there's a Easter that you've been told about, like the the Peter Cottontail and the bunnies and the eggs. That's the Easter that you've been told about, but you haven't been told the Easter, which is about Christ, which is the Passover. And go back and read that in 1 Corinthians 5 and 7. Many people do not know this about the Scriptures in the Bible, that Easter really and truly in the Scriptures is the Passover, that it's a transliteration of the Passover because that was the feast that they were keeping at the time. But in the scriptures, what we're supposed to do is the Passover. Read that in uh, 1 Corinthians okay. 5 and 7. 1 Corinthians 5 and 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven,
3: that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us.
2: So why are people keeping this satanically inspired day called Easter? Most people, because that's what they've learned. That's what they've been told. Christ is our Passover. Christ is our Passover. Even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Not an Easter egg, not a bunny. So why don't people keep the Passover? When did Christ die? It was on Passover. Everything that, everything, all the rituals, That was done to the Passover lamb. It was done to Christ. Not a bone of his body was broken. So why are you going to keep Easter and Easter Sunday? It's not three days. People still debate about that. They're like, okay, well, we're just going to keep it anyway. It's not three days. Christ didn't die then. He didn't rise then. So why are you going to do it? People don't question. They don't ask questions. They don't care. They don't care. They want to hear smooth things. They don't want anything to rock the boat. But that's what that's exactly what Christ did. He rocked the boat, he steered things up. But he was only able to steer things up because read I uh, and John 3:19. Let me stop talking. We read about four different definitions of of Easter. The one they had at the top that uh, most people accept, which is is an annual Christian festival to commemorate the resurrection of Christ, but all the rest told you that what? It was a Reagan. festival. Yeah, it was a festival of the gods. Uh-huh. So read that. Oh, yeah, Saint John
3: three nineteen. See, this is this is the the thing that when you try to tell people, you know, what the scripture says, and they're looking at it as, oh, you are judging me. Okay, three nineteen in Saint John. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil.
0: Hmm.
3: That's the condemnation. That's the judgment. Not the fact that, you know, not the fact of, regardless of what's right or wrong according to the scriptures, you, because it's coming out of your mouth, not because it's written in the dust the Lord, but because it's coming out of your mouth, you're condemning me, and you're wrong. You cannot judge. But I'm going to read it again. It says, right. and this is the condemnation, that hmm. light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Hmm. That's the condemnation. This wow. Is, the word is us. Not the person in front of us that's speaking the word. The word is us and discerning the difference between evil and good and letting us know the difference between right and wrong.
0: Mm.
3: Mm. But our deeds were evil, and we love the evil more than the light, which is repentance through Christ. And we can't do that way. We have to come out of the works of the flesh. That's what repentance is, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, I mean, it goes without saying. I got another clip I want to play, but I mean, it's just it's just really it's just really crazy to me how people miss the truth, either, even though they've been told the truth to their face. So actually, there's a scripture that says, you know, people have ears. To hear. hear they don't hear. They have eyes to see, but they see not. Christ said this, because he was there, he's the Christ, and he's walking, living what the Scripture said, and they didn't recognize him. So many people, you know, it's the same thing today. They're deluded because of their sins and their wicked ways that they don't want to see the truth. But I know many people are seeking for the truth. They're seeking for, for Christ and to do the right things. And if you are, you're going to find them, you know. And may not be straight away, but if you keep searching, Christ said, "Seek and ye shall find." But um, you know what? before you yeah. play that clip, diamond, yeah. Um, just
3: just another aspect of uh, of Easter, um, because I, you know, the whole thing about the hot cross bun, you know, the little nursery rhyme and things of that nature. Uh huh. The, the hot cross bun was basically something, you know, traditionally, is something that's eaten. On a, on Good Friday, mm. you know I know like in the UK they kind of they might use like kind of year round, but mm. over here in the US you know the whole thing about the hot cross buns, you know that's like a traditionally a, a, a food that was bread that was eaten around the time of Easter, mm. but that whole hot cross bun, I mean and it goes if you look at the origin of that and how it goes into the whole thing of let me read this here real quick okay. And you know, this is going into some of the history of hot cross buns. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, on on uh, Wikipedia here. And you can, can cross referenced, you know, throughout, you know, just uh history in general. It says, uh <laughs> English folklore includes many superstitions surrounding hot cross buns. One of them says that buns baked and served on Good Friday will not spoil or become moldy during the subsequent year. Blah blah blah. Uh but what I want is I just had it. I just had it here. Um, You lost it. I lost it. Here we go. Here we go. The history behind it It says, In in many historically Christian countries, buns are traditionally eaten hot or toasted on Good Friday with the cross standing as a symbol of the crucifixion. They are believed by some to predate Christianity. Yeah, that's true. Christianity as we know it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Although the first recorded use of the term, quote unquote, hot cross bun was not until 1733, it is believed that the buns marked with a cross were eaten by Saxons in honor of the goddess Esther. Mm. <clears throat> the cross is thought to have symbolized the four quarters of the moon, going into their philosophy and things of that nature. And so Esther, yeah, Esther is probably the origin of the name Easter. It
0: mm-hmm.
2: is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not probably. <laughs> Say that try to cast doubt on it, like maybe it might be, but we're not, we're not really sure about it. No, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, the but, it's the worship of Easter. is the worship of other gods.
3: But, see, the thing is, is that, you, that whole thing, Esther, because remember you, you, earlier in the show, before we went to the break, you were going through how uh, all of the different nations, you know, whether, you know, whether or not they were ruling the face of the earth or not, they had their own versions of that fertility goddess, whether it was Isis in ancient Egypt, whether it was Ishtar, whether it was you know, you from ancient Babylon to uh, you know, the Babylon during the time that they had Israel in captivity, or the Assyrians or the Greek goddess or the Roman goddess. It, it's all the same thing. Just regurgitate it and put a different name on it. Right. I want to read Jeremiah 44 and 15 through 17 real quick. It says, Then all the men knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt and Panteros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. But Mm. we will certainly do whatsoever thing going forth out of our own mouths, to burn incense unto the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offering unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes, in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of vittles, and were well and saw no evil. Hmm. But here it is, verse 18 is what I really wanted to get to. Um, here we go. I'm going to jump down to verse 19 just for the sake of time. It says, and when we burn incense to the queen of heaven, and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her and to pour mm-hmm. our drink offerings unto her without our men? Right. So that, the, cakes, the cakes that they were making unto the Queen of Heaven is this same Easter. This is where your hot cross buns comes from, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: This stuff didn't just, people don't understand, this stuff didn't just pop up overnight. This isn't something that just people were just casually doing or casually adopted and said, oh, this is about Christ. This thing goes way back, right? And it's it, you know, and it's not hard to connect the dots. All um, these little stuff is going back into the, the idolatrous practices from way back in the day,
2: right? So we're gonna play this clip. I mean, I mean, you you set it up beautifully, <laughs> so I'm gonna play the clip now.
5: Even the humble hot cross bun has its origin in pagan tradition. The buns were presented to the Queen of Heaven, and the T on it actually stands for the first letter of Tammuz. Here are several representations of the cross of T before Jesus Christ. Uh, and also in Greek writing, it was often used to represent Tammuz uh, with, with identification of the time. here's a picture of Tammuz. So, there it is.
2: Your hot cross buns.
6: What two stupid. <laughs> hot cross buns, hot cross buns.
5: Hilarious! That's crazy.
2: Okay, let me see. Um, Sun Sunday is about sun worship. Now in the scriptures, are we supposed to worship the sun?
3: Oh gosh. Can I go to Exodus um the twentieth chapter and answer that?
2: Sure. Cause I know okay. there's 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 uh many groups and many black groups that try to uh awaken their blackness by going back to Africa and going back to African gods and one of the African gods was Ra which was (laughs) going back to sun worship, yeah. And that's like oh that's where you get amon from. Well you look in the Hebrew it doesn't say amon. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't pronounce that way. It's not the same. And and a lot of the different terms they have for the African gods or Greek is not the original um, language that they were speaking.
3: Yeah. yeah, I see. I see, I see I'm, I'm gonna read this real quick, and I see something in the uh, somebody has a question in the uh, chat room. Okay. Uh, here we go. The, the, the question that you had to quote earlier: Are we supposed to be worshiping the sun? Exodus chapter 20, and I'm gonna start at verse three. Thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Let me read verse 6 and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Hmm.
2: So, no, we are not supposed to worship the sun. Period. And that goes right back to psalms ninety six and five where it says, "All gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens, the Lord made the mm-hmm. sun the moon, and the sign and and the stars for signs of season and times and the feasts so so forth and and so on, so no, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to serve those things exactly you know
3: it it's it's just funny how you know, like I said, being on that side and having the, that that information brought to me, it, it really helps me now to understand just the, you know, just where people are at in general with that because part of the reason, again, you know, that you know, we all have different motivations for holding on to things that are contrary to the scriptures.
8: Mm.
0: But
3: one of the primary things, you know, when it comes to, questioning the way that you were raised as far as your faith is concerned is fear. Mm. It's fear. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, you mean to tell me that everything that I have done regarding this this Bible here and my faith is wrong? Okay, you messing with some dude. You ain't just talking junk. You ain't talking about my mama. You ain't talking, you no, know, you deal with, you know, the, the higher power. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, well, if we are supposed to be a follower of as it is written, this is how we, this is the guy. These are the rules here, and you can clearly see that what is being put into practice is not according to what is clearly written. That that strikes a, a chord of fear in people because it's like, listen, this is the only thing that I've known to be right and true in my life, and here you come. Not, not not, the fact that it's written in the scriptures and that this is something a book that you're supposed to read out of that. We're supposedly reading out of every Sunday. And I say Sunday for the Sunday-going church-going Christians or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's coming strictly from that perspective. But the fact that you, the perception is you are bringing this, okay, you lie. I don't believe what you're saying, but it says right mm-hmm. here in the book, I don't believe it. Right. That's not what my pastor says. That's not what I believe. But mm. when in the Scriptures did it ever say that man or a pastor or a prophet or anyone for that, you know, for that matter, has precedence over
2: say of the Lord? It doesn't. That's why Christ said if you're going to believe on me, you have to believe as the Scriptures have said because many right. people take what they want from the scriptures, and they get whatever they want to do or tradition. And I want, to, I want to look at that. Go to Mark 7 and 6. Because for many people, Easter is a tradition. So just like Christmas, you can tell people, look, Christmas is pagan. It doesn't have anything to Christ. Christ was not born on December the 25th. That's a lie. They're lying to you when they tell you that Christ was born on December the 25th, you know. It's just the same as Easter. Easter egg doesn't have anything to do with Christ. It's paganistic. Uh, a bunny rabbit doesn't have anything to do with Christ. An Easter basket, an Easter egg hunt doesn't have to do deal with anything that's dealing with repentance. Christ taught repentance. People don't want to hear repentance. They want to get their yeah. freak on. They want to have sex. They want to do drugs. They want some kind of relief from the pressures that they have in their life. They don't, don't tell me after I don't work, you know, five, six days a week, you know, 40, sometimes 50, 60 hours. Now, you know, I want to go and get drunk on a Friday after I get paid. People don't want to hear, look, you're not supposed to be get drunk. They're how I'm going to alleviate the pressures in my life. I don't want to hear that. Most people don't want to hear that. And then it's like what you nope. said about just like what I've been told, where you trying to say my mama wrong. My, they, You know, they take it personally. They're not looking at the scriptures. So read Marcus, Mark 7 and 6. It was the same thing when Christ was walking around. You think things have changed? Oh, I've got I've got a cell phone now. Things have changed? No. Read Mark 7 and 6.
3: It says, he answered unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written,
2: This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And read verse 5 so we can get a gist of what was going on. Because it was a conversation oh, I- that... Christ was having with the Pharisees and the, and the scribes, and they did okay. question Christ. So, read verse 5. Okay. okay, Mark 7 and 5. Then
3: the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why won't not thy disciples
2: according to the tradition of
3: the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands?
2: So, many people, they're going according to the tradition of their elders or their pastor or their Minister, this is what the minister said. This is what the minister taught. So let's mm-hmm. hear what Christ's reply was, verse 6. Right, and just to add
3: on to that one, because mm-hmm. even when you go back to the, some of the things pertaining to the articles pertaining to the Levitical priesthood, you know, there was a lot of things in that in that order as far as the washing of the pots and the washing of the hands and things of that nature. But what they're talking about here are things that they added on to the law. Mm-hmm. That's why it says the tradition of the elders and eat bread with unwashed hands.
7: Because you had
3: Now, granted, there was, a, a, you know, some things as far as, you know, you had to be clean, you couldn't be defiled by a dead body and things of that nature when you all partook of certain things of the temple. Right. But what they're going into here is things that were added on by the elders. Right. Okay. And in the same light, a lot of things that are in practice today, it's not in the scriptures. This is, has right. nothing to do with the repentance of, of Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with the new covenant, okay, and the keeping of the commandments through Christ's devil. It's some bull crap that was added on to provide by man. So hmm. just, have, just have to throw that in there. I'm going to start okay. in verse 5 and read all the way through again. Okay. It says, Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not my disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? Hmm. Verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well, have I there prophesied of you hypocrites? As it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me.
2: So, this is is what people are doing on these Easter celebrations. They are honoring Christ with their lips, but what did Christ uh, require for us to do? Is to repent and keep his commandments. If he said, If you're my friends, then you're going to do what I say. He said, If you love me, keep my commandments. So, read verse Mm -hmm. 7. Verse
3: 7. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men.
2: So before Constantine, there was no Easter celebration. Now before, the fourth century, before the 4th century. Before the 4th century, the Christian church kept the Passover because Christ is our Passover who was sacrificed for us. He brought that in, he Christianized the Roman Empire, made Christianity the uh, uh, the state's religion, and he brought in all his paganism and the paganism of the other nations to get the pagans in the church. But the, according to the Bible, the Bible is separated from anything that's paganistic or satanic. So read verse 8. How be it in vain do they worship me teaching for the doctrines and commandments of men? So when you keep Easter, you come together with your family, that's not in the worship or honor of, of the Heavenly Father or Christ, according to the Bible. It's satanic. It's, it's not proper you any form or fashion. It's not going to get you any kind of weight or currency or favor with God. So read verse 8. Verse 8. For laying
3: aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such like
2: things he do. So he was going like, there's many things that people do to put aside the commandment of God that they can keep the tradition of men. And Easter is one of them because people hold fast to Easter and they won't keep the Passover. Even where Christ, is synonymous of Passover. He's called the Lamb of God. What was sacrificed on Passover, Abadjah? The Lamb that was supposed
3: to be the old just going through how the lamb was sacrificed.
2: And, I mean, other
3: other things I went into it as far as, you know, dealing with the scapegoat and all of that.
2: But the lamb yeah. was
3: sacrificed on Passover, And that's what now, we partook of.
2: Now, I want you to read the next verse. I see we got a caller in the queue. But well, I want you to read this next verse before we get to this caller. Read verse right, 9.
3: Verse 9. I'm going to read 8 and 9 together. Okay. Says, for laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full
2: well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your own tradition. So that's what people are doing when they hear the truth and they hear paganism. God doesn't have anything to do with paganism. Okay. And did I? Yeah. The, the thing about it, when he said, Full well you reject the
3: commandment of God, meaning that, make no mistake, you fully understand. Exactly what it is that you're doing. You are, have a clear, con, you have a clear conscience, and there's no misunderstanding that you are rejecting the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. So it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a misunderstanding. Oh, we got our wires crossed. No, we fully understand that we are rejecting the commandment of God to keep our own traditions. We fully understand that we are rejecting the doctrine of repentance that our Lord and Savior taught, commanded us to preach throughout the world. Mm-hmm. We reject that to keep our own tradition. And men love darkness rather than light because the light is coming to the world.
2: Go ahead. But, but you have to, You have to know Satan has done a good job in making darkness look like light because it says even Satan is transformed into an angel of light. So he's made this day look like it's about Christ. But when you look under the surface, when the Lord opens your eyes and you look at what the scriptures say, you say it doesn't really have anything to do with it doesn't really have anything to do with Christ. It has everything to do with satanic, from the Good Friday, which is Friday, which is a goddess of fertility, from Easter the name Easter, which is another god of fertility, to go into sun worship, which is a worship Sunday. Diasolus, which is the worst for the sun. Now let's take this uh, this caller, see what this caller has to say. Okay, caller from 314381. You're on Kings and Priests. What's your question or comment?
9: Oh, this is Tianchi. I thought you'd my area code by now. How you guys doing today?
2: All right, how are you? Yeah,
9: all right. I'm doing fine. You know, I was going to make some comments on uh I'm starting to understand how your your teaching is going over. It seems like you're trying to assume that all black people was the ones who decided to write those first five books.
2: No, Which uh, I teach teaching oh, i doing uh, that. No, we, what we're teaching is repentance. You're not really listening very good. Because there's no such thing as as black people. What we're talking about here is Easter in the church, how Easter is a pagan tradition. What do you have to say on that?
9: Well, Easter in the church, that's something that uh, I guess that's the way they interpret it, and that's uh, the people in the church, that's the way they decide to use that.
2: Come on, Pianchi. I I see you as a man of knowledge and wisdom and research.
9: I would would think you have
2: some some more to say than that.
9: (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. I got a little more to say than that because I taught my children, grandchildren, relatives are taught not to adhere to that okay. for what it uh, is used now. And, and you know, I'm gonna tell you something. I listen to uh, some of your sermons. I drop in and drop out, and I agree with a lot of things that you, you're saying. But uh, the, the thing that kind of irks me a little bit. Of course, people have a right to do whatever they want to. Because when we try to chastise all people for for not doing as you know you may read is that they should be doing, and uh, all people, not and sure yeah, all people <laughs> are not the same. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, not the same. Yeah, but uh, it's good to read, and you know even within as I put in the chat room, even within the scriptures, you still you know uh, after the first five books, the Greeks came along and added. And you can see uh their trademark as they talk about the, the constellation called the Maserat, uh when they make reference to Orion and the bear and the things, Well, you know, uh comedic people had those constellations all named and all laid out when somebody else came in and borrowed and used and plagiarized for their own purpose.
2: Well the even the word cometic is not the original word, which is from the Greek and the Romans. See, there's a lot of things that... Well, wait a minute.
9: Kemet is written in the netric on the walls and I can show you pictures of them even take you to those places. So K-M-T with, with, is. You so, mean the word Isis and so forth is Greek's term. Yeah, I agree with you on that.
2: But there's a, there's a lot of things that's uh, been translated or transliteration Whatever like for example we was using um Ethiopian Kush, where in the Bible Ethiopian is Greek, as you know. But in the Hebrew it doesn't say uh Ethiopia, it says Kawash or or Kush. That's the real terminology that means burnt faces. So it's well, about it's study and, and research and check it out. But what we're talking
9: about. Yeah, but the you thing, know there was an the Eastern Kush too, now the eastern kush lies there between the Tigris and the phrase because <laughs> the, the, you know they talk about
2: right the eastern kush. Yes. yes well let's get and back and there to, was a southern
9: kush let's get back but on task this we'll easter thing about. is uh is coming up and uh and we celebrated i'll say where i say we laid out that it was the uh it was the felt it wasn't the celebration but it was the actual event where um, the vernal equinox where all around the world, day and night, is an equal time. And uh, it happens two times a year.
2: Right. But that's not what we're talking about here today. What we're talking about is the lies that they tell in churches about Easter. So They
9: tell a lot of lies in them churches. Yeah. They'll <laughs> <what laughs> well, run that's, you out of there. That's, well, we have been that's right out I'm going to tell you guys, don't run people out of the chat room, because if you go to church and try to get that across, They would run you out. You would feel hurt. At least me, (laughs) a man.
2: We're just trying to do our best to bring out what the truth is. Yeah,
9: and I agree with you. What you're saying, you know, I agree with you. Everybody can't be right. Somebody always knows something, uh, a piece that, that somebody's using that may not be correct, but you can only go with the best that you can. All right. Thanks for your call, brother. Keep up. Good work. All right.
2: So, very interesting topic, don't you think, Abaja? Oh, yeah. Very interesting okay. topic. And I know many people have questions about Easter, and it's time to start asking these questions. Whether you put them to your pastor, whether you put them to us, we're only going to tell you what... The truth is according to the scriptures. Now, in the scriptures, three days and three nights, is, you won't get that from Friday uh, evening to Sunday morning. You won't get that. No. You won't get it. I mean, you just Easter, eggs, Easter eggs, in the scriptures, you won't get that. It doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Matter of fact, as a memorial to remember Christ, the Last Supper... Was what? When were they having the last supper about When was Christ <laughs> keeping? The Passover. The Passover. So it really, it really bugs me out that people would miss that, or because people are being led astray. Let's let's put it straight. Many people are being led astray. The leaders of this people cause them to error, because that's what they're going to learn on the Easter Sunday. They're going to go to church, and their pastor's going to tell them about. Okay, after church, we're going to have an Easter egg hunt for the, for the children. And many people are going to indoctrinate their children in that. But it's not found in the scriptures. So we're going to wrap up the show. But two scriptures, well, three scriptures. Let's first start at Isaiah 8 and 20. All right. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse
3: 20. And it leads To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light
2: in them. So explain that.
3: Well, basically going right back to how all of the prophets that were sent to the Heavenly Fathers had dealt, it says to the law and to the testimony. Because you're looking at it basically to it's what that means to us in these days and times to the law because what the laws of what was given to us by the Heavenly Father through Moses as far as the guidelines and how to worship him and the moral code of conduct, things of that nature. Hmm. And the testimony going through the things that the Lord had given to us, even when you look at different things that happened to Israel throughout our history, hmm. okay, as far as how he brought us out of the land of Egypt, okay, the the, the uh, plagues that came upon the land of Egypt and all of the signs and wonders he did in the wilderness and how he, how it tells you even in the New Testament how these things were written for our learning. Okay, the prophecies concerning the Savior that would come and give repentance to the mission of Israel for the remission of sins. Okay. Mm-hmm. To the law and to the testimony, if they, meaning anyone that wants to pick up this Bible, okay, and proclaim to be a so-called messenger of God, or a prophet, preacher, whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it says if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Meaning if we do not speak according to as it is written. Okay. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation. It says it is because there is no light in them. Meaning that unless we're preaching this thing according to as it is written, we're not teaching this thing according to the righteousness of the Heavenly Father. We're not preaching this thing according to the understanding of Jesus Christ as it pertains to repentance. Because again, I stated it earlier and I will. Keep saying it. That's what he commanded. When you look at it, it, was at the end of the, uh, the book of Luke and all throughout all of the, um, the New Testament, repentance is what was taught by those that were followers of Christ, not money and not paganism and not all this other stuff that has infiltrated the so-called Christian church. Hmm.
2: And I see. Um... Apostolic, apostolic Awakening Radio says agree, but most pastors either don't know this info or refuse to divulge this info because of the rejection of traditional beliefs by members. So we read that in Mark 7, didn't we? How <laughs> people will reject reject God to keep their own traditions. So many pastors, you know, that's what they're going to do. Otherwise what? They're going to lose members So that they can, you know, prophesy deceits because that's what people want to hear. And people will find, the scriptures speak about, you know, people finding teachers with itching ears. So they're going to find someone that's going to tell them what they want to hear. But we're not here to tell you what you want to hear. We're here to tell you what the word of God says. And that uh, leads me to my next scripture. Go to John, the third chapter and the third verse okay,
3: hey can I can I address something? Cha actually put something very interesting up in the chat room, uh-huh. and i I wanted to address that too, because he says, um says correct on explaining what you interpret as the scriptures is reading, but this is the point here. He says but keep in mind that the first five books were not meant for every person on the earth, nor is the Jesus of the Bible accepted by all people on the earth, and nothing. He says bad for them to feel that way. And you know what? What he says that is absolutely true. The first five books were not meant for every person on the earth. It tells you that in the book of Psalms, it says He has not dealt so. And I said, let me let me read that. I, I know we're trying to wrap up here, but um, oh gosh, it's uh, Psalms one forty-seven, I think, verses nineteen and twenty. I did want to. I don't really. I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here, but mm-hmm. just to just to you know prove that point, you know, it says He shows His word unto Jacob his statute, and his judgments unto Israel, he hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them, praise the Lord. So that is absolutely a true statement. Those first five books were not meant for every person on the earth. But the Lord tells us you know, throughout the prophets, how that Israel was going to be scattered to the four corners of the earth. And that that is why the doctrine of repentance of Jesus Christ was commanded to be taught throughout all the earth.
7: So that those
3: that were scattered of Israel could be gathered back together in that one fold. That's what Christ came for, you know. Because that's even that's another lie that that's being perpetuated throughout, you know, the so-called Christian churches. That Christ died for everybody. Christ didn't die for everybody. He said that He was going to be that uh, 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 Passover or that Savior for the nation of Israel, because Israel right. was the ones that was given to the law to break in the first place.
2: Right. So, I mean, that's. That's a whole, nother class, so That's a whole another class in of itself, but it goes it goes right into what you know what you're saying to think you know the Bible is a universal book that was given to everybody. Why does it always speak about these Israelite people? And that was one of the questions that I had when I was younger, and it scared me mm-hmm. because I was like, it's all about these Israelite people. Where do I? fit in. But when I went to church, I was like, oh, everybody don't worry about it. So
0: mm-hmm. being a
2: child, it was like, okay, that's what the adults say. They know better than know what I did. But it's what I was reading. What I was reading was, exactly. was true. You know, I under I had some form of understanding that, look, you know, the whole duty of man was to serve God. And I can remember telling my mother, we go into a Bible study. I'm like, you know, the reason why we're here, we're here to serve God. They're like, oh, shut up. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. But later, mm-hmm. years later, reading Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12 and 12 and 13 on down, like, hmm, that is why we're here. We're here to serve God and keep His commandments. So not everyone believes that, but it was given to us because all the nations were pagan and they served these different idols and different gods. And God did a good shaming of the gods of Egypt, the sun god Ra, the three days of darkness. their different frog gods, the god of death and all this. He did a good shaming of, of Egypt when he brought us out. of mm-hmm. But, no, it's not for everybody. Yeah, but just
3: to bring that point home, St. John 10, 27, mm. because you had Israel that had been scattered throughout those different captivities and were living in those other lands, Basically, as the other nations, hmm. you know, Christ came and summed it up in St. John ten twenty seven. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So it's not this doctor this this gospel of repentance through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is not a matter of you have to be dark skinned to receive this. Okay, or you have to come from you know somewhere in the northern hemisphere. And be from a tribe of Judah because you are so called black. It's, all that stuff is going into endless genealogies, which leads to foolishness. It has nothing to do with repentance. The Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So, what that means.